We had the mother-in-law coming in today. Oh? She's in the United Kingdom right now. Oh, then why are you talking to me, man? Well, there's a, there's a couple of things. Like, one, it's going to be a couple of hours until they get to, to home. Yeah. Two, Casey's on the schedule. I mean, well, I'm not going to bump him. Well, I'll go bump you today. <laughs> Today's a pretty big day on this show. I'm not bumping oh, you. gosh. And yes. also, uh. you know, there's a lot of Romanian that needs to be spoken before the English begins. <laughs> Right, like there's gonna be, you know, there's a lot of translation that will start, and like I guess the longer you can push that off, the better, right? And plus, mm-hmm. as well, it's like you know, Adina and her mom have not seen each other in like it's like a year, so I'll let them have their time, and then I'm meeting them for dinner tonight, and then we're we're off to the races. That's that's excellent. Well, I'm excited for Adina. That's 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 super great news that that mom has come in. I'm excited too. What is what is the the state of status of mom's English? Because last I recall, you saying you said she was getting pretty good, like pretty conversational with English. Is that true? We'll find out, right? Again, because it's like <laughs> I think it's always better the more that we're around each other, right? Um, yeah, totally. But like she's taken a bunch of English lessons. Like her English is is perfectly possible for everything we might need to say to each other, right? Like need. Mm-hmm. There's a mm-hmm. key there, right? Like the two of us can't sit and chit chat, but we can, like, she can ask me for things and I can ask her for things. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. it's much better than the 10 words of Romanian that I know. So <laughs> I, was, I was debating whether or not I wanted to ask you and I was going to let it go, but fair enough. So that Duolingo is uh, still monolingo, huh? Oh, I just, you know, look, I don't need to learn about rice, right? Like, this is all Duolingo <laughs> wanted to teach me. I, to be, I mean, to, to be honest, maybe their course is better now. Like, I thought about this a bunch. Like when I was taking the Romanian Duolingo, it had just launched. So I don't really think the course was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll get around to it one day. I mean, like, you know, if we have kids one day, maybe I'll learn Romanian at the same time, right? Maybe yeah, we'll go to Romanian school point. together. Because, like, it's just like if we have a kid, that kid's going to learn Romanian. Like, there's kind of no two ways about it, right? Like, yeah. it's, it, it would be, it's half of who they would be. Right, is Romanian, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. that seems so strange to me in a way. Like sometimes I can't get my head around that. Like, which is just like a weird thing that I kind of forget because I don't yeah. really think about it. Right, like we're just both living our lives here or whatever. But obviously, mm-hmm. Adina is one hundred percent Romanian. If we had a kid, it, <laughs> that kid, the kid would be fifty percent Romanian. So like, yep, yep, I yep. think about it, it's important to me that they would understand not just the language but like traditions, like that sure. they wouldn't just be a British child, like that they would have to understand a little bit about where they came, well, like where they like their, one of their parents came from anyway. But so maybe I'll just learn Romanian then, you know what I mean? Well, you're going to need to, because otherwise, you they're know, gonna, they're going to the, talk the about kid, me. Exactly. The kid or kids and Adina will have their own not so secret, secret language. I know I've mentioned this before, but that is actually the secret reason is like, I don't want to be like, I don't want it to be secrets in my house that I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's, if if it was like, uh, oh, we're only ever going to speak Romanian around the grandparents, be like, oh, that would be fine. But like, if if now we got like, oh, there's there's Romanian in the house, I can't, I can't abide by that. What, I'm just going to talk secretly behind my back? This is an unacceptable situation. Yeah, yeah, that that's not going to work for you at all. Mm-mm. Uh, so you've had a big couple of weeks, big I guess. Big news, uh, the biggest news of the episode. This uh, uh, you are joking. I'm not entirely sure you're joking because I am so excited to I talk about joking. this. I am joking. This is it's ridiculous. <laughs> you say. I wanted. To, I want to talk <laughs> you through a conversation that led to what we're about to talk about. So, on the end of the last episode, I was talking about my desire to uh, kind of what what I wanted for a Sonos system, right? And so, like, I wanted a sound bar, and I'd convinced myself 
and convinced Adina that we would get the sub mini too, right? Like we'd also mm-hmm. get that. Mm-hmm. And when I was after the show, I was like talking it through and saying what I wanted to get. And then Adina was like, oh, when we had the home pods, we had the like the two things behind us and I all missed that. And I'm like, I'm in, baby. Immersive <laughs> set with Bean. That's what we need. I was like, just open the door just enough for me to yep. burst through with my full set of Sonos speakers. <laughs> it's like the Kool-Aid man, but yeah. with Sonos. So I've got the immersive set with Beam, which includes a Beam oh, Gen 2, Sub Mini, and two Era 100s. Very, very good. This is exciting. Now, this has arrived at this point, yes? Yes, yeah, we'll set up, man. How good? Uh, so here's the thing. I have... Uh, it's all good stuff, but I have a question too. So, okay. the good stuff. It all sounds fantastic. I love that I get... So, people say to me, like, why don't you just use HomePods? And we liked HomePods, but the thing about the HomePods is it's not as simple, even with the um, eARC, I found, or as reliable to get it to work with everything. But now, like, when we're playing Nintendo Switch games or whatever on the on the TV, it's also coming through, like, the audio sounds fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the... I really like the, um, and, and Adina really likes this too, and it was like something that she was re- really wanted, that having the center channel from the soundbar really helps understand dialogue. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I'm a little bit perplexed about is I don't feel like the Era 100 pairs are, are being very well used. Like, I don't feel like I'm hearing a lot from those. So that could very well be an accurate statement. Like it's not, it's not that you feel that you're not hearing a lot. You may not be hearing a lot. And I have found that even though I've had my Sonos setup, which is effectively equivalent to yours, uh, I've had mine since like November-ish, give or take yeah. a little bit. And even just like a week or two ago, we were watching something with a full, well, it not only was it, 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 it was presented in, you know, 5.1 surround, or I don't mm-hmm. remember if it was like Atmos or whatever, but but it was mixed to take advantage of it, which are two different things, right? Right. Like, yeah. You can have something being broadcast in the back, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's noteworthy or yep. that you really notice that much. But when you have a scenario where you have a full 5.1 mix and like individual things are happening on individual rear speakers, say in like a gunfight or something like mm-hmm. that in like an Avengers movie or something, that makes a world yeah. of difference. Because I've had I've had a couple of things like uh, we were watching a TV show and there was like a train and I heard the train go behind me. And like exactly, similarly, yep. like my test. And like I knew these things would happen, but it's just I feel like I maybe don't hear it as much, but maybe I just haven't been watching enough content that is like truly mixed to take full advantage of it. Because I always can, I mean, I can hear and I can feel if I touch them that the Era 100s are always playing some kind of audio. It's the same as mm-hmm, the Sub mm-hmm. Mini, right? Like if I reach down and just like, hold like touch it i can feel it vibrating right right but i've only really put it through its paces i mean i use top gun maverick right that was what Mm. i tried it with and my god when (laughs) i I played one of the scenes where the like he there you know they're in the jets and like yeah yeah. i could feel the bass in the sofa like Mm -hmm. like at one point like they like you know the the jet took like bang and i could feel it go like i could feel it which is really good but yeah we're just working out audio right like because we don't want to be to be too loud we don't want to frustrate our neighbors um so i'm still like just like tweaking that because i like that you can tweak the amount of bass for example right like you Mm -hmm. can actually bring it down so like just in general because it is more audio than we've had before like yeah it's it's not necessarily louder but it's just more of it right um but it I mean, I love it. I'm super, super happy with it. 
No, that's so that's so amazing. Yeah, and in, in I think I got myself sidetracked, but what I was going to say was, um, you know, in November we got the system, and even just like a week or two ago, we were watching something, and there was something strong in the rear channel. I was like, right. oh. Oh wait, I forgot that there's speakers back there. You know, like it's not that it like startled me, but it was like unexpected. You know what I mean? And and again, we've had this thing for like well over six months now, and even still, if as you were saying, and you know, as I was saying earlier, if you have something that's mixed really well to really take advantage of those rear channels, it can be it can be really immersive. Not yeah. to you know, not to be cheesy, but it really can be immersive. Yeah, I feel like I just need to like pick something that I think would would work really well and go with it like and you know one mm-hmm. of the reasons that i went with the sun and stuff is i wanted uh atmos right because mm-hmm. just like a bunch of things that i use use atmos like apple tv uses atmos and a lot of games consoles use atmos like funnily enough to play uh, sony just announced it because they do something slightly different um but they're bringing atmos to the playstation 5 as well which is nice. pretty sweet uh so yeah i'm very very happy with it like i don't ever plan on using this to listen to music um just because it's not needed in the room that we're in. The room that we're in, so it's our big downstairs room, we have another three Sonos speakers in that room. Just because <laughs> it's the entire bottom floor of the house, right? So, right. like, we have the the TV area, which has that Sonos set up. Then we have the kitchen. We have an Air 100 in the kitchen, and we have a Play 5 in the, like, uh, we call it the Nook area. That's connected to our record player. And at the moment, the Move, which... Uh, we were using for the TV is now charging there because the plan is we would take it out into the garden. So like, it's just going to live there, but yep. it means I can, and we were over the weekend, we are like doing a big cleanup because renovations have finished now, which we might talk about later on. And I just put music on those three speakers and it sounded awesome. One of my favorite things about the Sonos system is like how unnoticeable it is when you add another speaker to yep the arrangement mm-hmm. like what you can tell it's doing is like it's you 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 turn so you have like one speaker on you turn on another speaker and you kind of hear a second where it, the music kind of like changes like the way the music feels changes it's like they are i guess calibrating between the two of them and working together to produce like their what they call the room filling sound but like it it but then it's like so quickly you would forget that you're even that you have it it's so smart like the system is really so is. smart i adore it i think it's fantastic now i i've i've become that pain in the hindquarters mm-hmm. i was going to use a colorful more colorful expression there but i've become that pain in the hindquarters that i i'm now going around to everyone i guess i've moved on from hamilton now have you heard the good word about hamilton mm-hmm. by the way uh and i'm going around to everyone saying have you heard, heard the good word about sonos because oh my god it's so good <laughs> it is expensive i'll be the first to tell you it's not cheap it really isn't but it is so freaking good. It's so good. And it works pretty much flawlessly pretty much all the time. It is so wonderful. The only thing I would say to you is I would consider at least trying once. If you have music going in the downstairs, consider using your immersive set, you know, your TV set to play that music as well, most especially for the subwoofer. But doesn't it like uh, decouple it or something from like, it always feels like if I do that, I'm scared I'm going to like mess it up. No, no, no. You're not, as long as you're not physically reconnecting things and you're just using, you know, the Sonos app or whatever, AirPlay or what have you. Because I think I tried playing music from it. And then when I turned on the TV, the TV kind of seemed to not, like it seemed like it wasn't 
yeah, like it did. I wasn't very comfortable. It didn't seem very simple. Like I turned the TV on again and had to like go back into the app and fiddle around to get the TV to play through the. Maybe I maybe I did something wrong. I don't know. So in my experience, generally speaking, like let's say I have all the speakers in the house going at the same time, and then I turn on the TV. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, the Sonos is smart enough that it will say, "Oh, just oh, walk oh, it oh, out." Oh, oh. You know, you, okay. they just turn the TV on. They probably want to watch TV. It, I it's may not have on. like you know, like I may have already had the TV. On, you know, what I, like I'm sure it because it's not like it was like a thing where I then had to like get rid of it all. You know what I mean? It was just like oh, <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say this real quick, uh, Salva in the Discord. Mike didn't so much as get on the Sonos train as buy the train. (laughs) 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 I bought the train. I bought the train. Oh, that's so good. I I would, I I would, I would give the TV thing one more. I shouldn't say the TV thing. Just give it another shot. Yeah, give it another shot because. Um, I really, really think that having the addition of the subwoofer, I'm not trying to say that the other speakers are bad. They're not. But having um, having that subwoofer available can increase the mm. kind of fidelity and the quality of the music. And remember that... I mean, I believe you. I believe you. Because the, the difference between the uh, the one and the one, era 100 is like huge. And it's just from yeah. them doing some of the stuff. So. Exactly. And remember that, you know, bass frequencies tend to travel better and they're not, they're not generally um, directional. So just the presence of mm. of increased bass, you'd probably feel that figuratively speaking, maybe literally speaking, you'd probably feel that throughout the downstairs area. Um, it's it, it would it, it's worth a sh- another shot. And very quickly, we should move on move on from this unsponsored spawn con. But yeah. um, but so when no, we went, just uh, like you can just back the money truck up. And we'll take it clearly. I mean, honestly, the two of us would just end up giving it right back to Sonos. So yeah, it's you not can just pay them. us in products. Come on. That's also acceptable. I, I, will, I will say barter. probably because it's, I don't know, in case the FTC tries to sue me or whatever. I got a discount from a friend who works in Sonos and some of this stuff. I just wanted to just put that out there. Yeah, I, I did on some of this, most of the stuff. I think I've, I've had a similar situation. Yeah. I haven't on everything, but on this system, I, I did get a, a discount from a generous friend. Well, in same, and I think in in, in fact, it wasn't like generous Sonos, <laughs> the company, like it was like the friends and family discount kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. no one at Sonos asked me to talk about this, but I just am so happy to be lucky to have a good friend who works. Exactly, there. it's the same friend. I think. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think it's it is. the I same it friend. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, well, I got my I got my main setup from a different friend, but every subsequent purchase I think has been the same friend. And you know who you are, and we both love you very much. But um. In any case, very quickly, I talked about this in ATP last week, the week before, but when we went on our uh, beach trip, I have tended to bring a travel router with me because I'm a weirdo and we, we don't need to belabor that. I talked about it on ATP, but the interesting thing was it occurred to me that if I set up the travel router to have the same like SSID and password as home, I could bring my move and my roam and just plug them in at the beach house. And as far as they're concerned, they're at home. And so I was able to bring the travel router, the move and the home. And I had a two speaker, one per floor set up in the rented beach house that we were in for a week. And it was just chef's kiss. It was amazing. Mm. I loved it. Anyway, that's what that's that's the kind of dork I am. Uh, all right. So now that we've talked so much about this thing that we genuinely love, let's talk about something else we love, if you don't mind. I love the sound of that. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage directly with your audience, and sell your products, services, or the content that you create. Squarespace has got everything you need all in one place. 
it's really easy to get started with Squarespace. Always has been. You just go to their website. You pick the type of website you want to build from their wonderful, beautifully designed templates, and it gives you the perfect starting place to customize your website. But they have made this process better than ever before. You can make the most of their new system called Fluid Engine. This is Squarespace's next generation website design system to help you even further unlock your creativity easier than ever before. It is a reimagined drag and drop system for desktop or mobile, so you can build your site from wherever you want. Once you've got everything set up just as you like it, you can uh, very easily add like a blog to your site and you can write up your posts and stuff like that and if you have images and assets that you want to upload to squarespace they have a new thing called the asset library for you to organize your content you can upload organize and access it all from one place you don't need to keep scrambling to find the right stuff you can manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the squarespace platform and you're going to be able to, if say you set up a store, right? So it's so easy to do that. Physical, digital goods, they have the tools that you need to start selling online. One of those tools is flexible payment options. You can make checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment tools, except credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And you can also offer customers the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. If you want to build a website of any kind, this is the place to go to. You don't have to get bogged down in the jerky stuff. Squarespace takes care of all of that for you and still gives you tons of fantastic options and all the features you're ever going to want in a package that is incredibly fairly priced and easy to use go and check out squarespace.com analog you can sign up for a free trial today when you're ready to launch that is squarespace.com analog and the code analog to save 10 percent of your first purchase of a website or domain that is squarespace.com analog and the code analog when you decide to sign up for 10 percent of your first purchase and to show you support for the show our thanks to squarespace for their support of this show and all of relay fm all right the real big news of the episode it's <laughs> happened it uh, has happened. We're in the ATP time warp right now. Yeah, we are. We absolutely are. We are recording this episode on uh, Tuesday, the 8th of August. We are 24 hours out from Casey's uh, launch of Core Sheet, which he'll talk about in a moment. Uh, this episode will be released after the next episode of ATP, so just bear all of that in mind. But I want to talk specifically about what the first 24 hours has been like for you. Uh, but first of all, would you like to give the elevator pitch to analog listeners of CallSheet? Yeah, so CallSheet is my new app that, as Mike said, was released yesterday. And uh, it's, it's I think, the best way on I, iPad or iPhone to look up information about you know TV shows, movies, cast, crew, etc. And you can think of it as, you know, what if the IMDB app was written by someone who actually cared about the people that use that app? And so that's what CallSheet is. Uh, it does a lot of the same stuff. It uses a different backend. It uses the movie database, which is a uh, community-driven, kind of in the same way as Wikipedia, um, a community-driven database of movies and TV shows and whatnot. Um, but it's it's really, really good. And, and I think the app is pretty darn good. I think it's far and away my best uh, offering yet. And I'm honestly, I'm pretty proud of it. It's not perfect, but I'm pretty proud of it. And I, I think it's, I think it's all right. So I'd love jeez, for you to uh, jeez, check it out. Casey, come on. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the best marketer. Corshi is the. Let me do this for you. Corshi is the best way to look up people and movies and TV shows and all of the people that are related to them on iOS. Oh, I appreciate that. It is the best way. If you are sitting and you've got your phone in your hand and you're thinking. 
Who is that person? What else have I seen them for? Corsi is the place to go to get that information in an app that doesn't bug you, in an app that looks nice. And I think I think pretty importantly to most people uh, who listen to this show and listen to our shows in general, feels native, but is nicely designed. Like one of the things that I th- I'm most impressed about with call sheet is i know that you're using swift ui but it hasn't got that like feel right the like yeah yeah oh yeah. hey casey just like made like i don't i'm oversimplifying this but it's like casey didn't just like fire up the basic swift ui template and ran with it like <laughs> you actually took time yeah yeah and like one of the things that i know is i've seen it from when it was that to what it is oh, now yes. <laughs> right so like i have seen it happen so like, i've seen what call sheet could look like if you hadn't done any design work and i think one of the real tricks that people will look at it and feel like oh this is native because your search bar is at the bottom but i know you had to do that right like that wasn't just as simple as like hey just use the bottom search bar yeah yeah there's i mean a lot a lot a lot of work has gone into this um I actually talked about this on my blog post um, at the very, very bottom that announced it, and this will be linked in the show notes. Um, I started my first commit, so that is you know the first batch of code that I checked in to like source control to to save. My first commit was on the thirtieth of January of this year, and then I did the final build for the App Store on the twenty seventh of July, which is one hundred and seventy eight days that I've been working on this. Not literally every day, but almost every day for. Um, for a real long time. And actually linked to the, the very, very last two words of that blog post are actually a link to the very first screenshot that I took because mm-hmm. I took a bunch of in-progress in screenshots. And I thought it would be fun to go back. I, I don't know if I'm going to make a blog post out of it or not. I don't know if I'm ever going to do anything with it. But at least in the beginning, for the first month or two, I took screenshots with almost every single check-in into GitHub. And you can watch the app like really, really progress. And and yeah, I put in a ton of work. I had a lot of help from our mutual friend uh, Ben McCarthy with regard to design and 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 stuff like that. That Ben is so much better at than I am. It's not even close. But it's still, you know, it's still my app. And there were still things that Ben recommended that I was like, either oh, I'm not smart enough to do that, or more likely I just don't want to do that. Uh, but it's because of Ben, in no small part. And I, I just want to publicly thank Ben that this app looks really, really great. And nevertheless, I, I think it's I, I do think it's good. Uh, I think it's a pretty damn good app. I think that there's some clever touches in it. Um, the thing I'm most proud of is I had an idea fairly early on that it occurred to me, and there's going to be a very, 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 very slight uh, Watchmen spoiler coming up in just a second from the show from four <laughs> years ago. Uh, so if you're sensitive, bear, bear in mind. But um, when I was watching Watchmen you know, back in late 2019... Who watches the Watchmen, Casey? Yeah, that, that's the that's the question, isn't it? Uh, when I was watching Watchmen back in late 2019, I was looking at IMDb... And I realized that, oh, Carl Abar is actually um, uh, Dr. Manhattan or whatever. Yes. And th- and that spoiled it for me because yeah. I wasn't at that point in the show yet. And I was mad. I was real mad. And I was thinking about that when I, w- when I was writing Call Sheet. And it occurred to me that um, I can do something about this because I'm writing this app. And my favorite feature in Call Sheet is for TV shows, and maybe I'll do something similar for movies, I'm not sure. Um, But for TV shows, you can elect to hide character names. You can elect to hide uh, episode counts. So like if somebody's only in two episodes of a show, then there's a pretty good hint that they might be killed off or something like that. 
um, you can hide uh, uh, you can hide the thumbnails, the episode thumbnails when you're looking at like the list of episodes, uh, so that you don't get spoiled on those. You can hide episode titles so the title doesn't give things away. And I haven't seen um, any other app that does anything like this because it's care, Casey. You have to and care, that's the thing. <laughs> right? You have to really, really <laughs> yeah. care. Yeah. That's the first part. The first part is you have to care about the user experience. Once you care about the user experience, then you can make features like that. Yeah, and um, I, I, I think you know people have asked me, and this is going to sound snooty, and I'm sorry, but people have asked me like, you know, how is ATP successful? And I think the same is true for analog. How is analog successful? And and the answer I come up with, which is not terribly satisfying, is give a crap. Just really, really give a crap. Mike no. and I really, really give a crap about this show. Mike really, really gives a crap about all of his podcasts. And I really, really, really give a crap about ATP and about Call Sheet. And not that, not that my, my other apps I didn't, but we're talking about Call Sheet here. And, and if you really really give a crap like really do they tend to make okay things and i think call sheet is pretty okay um so yeah so so the app was released yesterday and i got a surprising amount of really good press i was really thankful and really happy to see that um actually just as we are recording just this morning i put up a post with a, a links to all the press that i had seen um i expected uh john or Federico and I figured it would be John in, in at Mac Stories. One True John um, write, would write about it, and I was expecting John to kind of eviscerate me for my not too stellar iPad support at the moment, which is one of the first things I plan on working on and making better. And John was very kind, and I I reached out to him and, and said I am very thankful that you were very kind. This is an iPhone app. Like this is an yes. iPhone app. Like mm -hmm. to me, that's where this works the best like that's what you've got yeah. to make it for if you have a half decent ipad experience like you actually have an ipad version like i think to me that's fine but like for most people this is this is going to be something you use with your iphone because you might even be watching the thing on your ipad so like you just yeah, that's use your true iPhone. Too. now you could use you could use the the ipad version and slide over or whatever if you need to. yeah that that that's I, mean, I don't know if i've even tried that come to think of it i should yeah. try that but yes you're exactly right uh so john had something good about it um and d griffin jones at colt mac he and i actually a month or two back i keep i need to figure out when it was but it was a while ago um he had a bunch of stuff going on um in his life and so uh, we and I was yeah, I had vacations and things coming up, so we recorded uh, an interview on video actually, and it just went up yesterday as we record. And I don't recall how long the video is offhand, but we talked for like an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. So um, it was it was a lot. It, it was wide it, wide ranging. It wasn't just call sheet. The video is only like thirty minutes, so the, yeah. clearly uh, there was a lot of editing done, which I think is for the best. But um, it was it was a very fun conversation. So you can see me talking at the at, the, at my desk, the same desk I'm I'm talking to you from right now. Um, you can see me, you know, waving my hands around like in the air, like I just don't care, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so there was that. Uh, Chance Miller at Nine to Five Mac had a really lovely write up. Uh, some guy, uh, Stephen Hache, I think is how you pronounce yeah, it. Stefan, Stefan Hache, thank you. Uh -huh. uh, put something up at five twelve pixels, which was great. And then um, two unexpected entries. I kind of had a feeling that most of those were going to happen, um, but two unexpected entries. Uh, Sarah Perez at TechCrunch actually wrote a, wrote something about it, so I was briefly on the homepage of TechCrunch. <laughs> he uses one of the iPad screenshots. Of the <laughs> 
Yeah, well, <laughs> the thing, what are you which is do? funny to me. Yeah, it's what like, are you oh do? no, <laughs> no, use the iPhone one. Come I on, know. it's all right, it's all right. But uh, <laughs> but just being on TechCrunch is a is a huge perk. It's and huge. Uh, I, I don't. Um, I, when when she covered vignette way back in the day, I remember vignette. Uh, when she covered that on TechCrunch, I th- I'm pretty sure that was the source of most of my downloads. And mm. and vignette was far and away the most popular app I have done so far. Um, so so yeah, so Sarah covered it, and I was really appreciative of that. And then uh, check off the uh, career bucket list. I got a link on Daring Fireball for something for for like work that I've done rather than just a blog post. And I am very happy about that. This is a good one. I know John's a friend, right? So like it helps. But he said a thing in this that he did not need to say, which I think is super cool. Koshi has been one of the few apps I use almost daily. That is a very cool thing. Yep. That is extremely, extremely cool. I am so flattered by it. Just because it's like, when you say that, it's like, oh, it's easy for a friend to say that. And like, why should you care if a friend says that? It's not about that. It's about what that says to Daring Fireball readers. Like, that's what's cool about it. It's like now people that value John's taste, of which there are many, right? Many, many people that value his taste will now see that and be like, oh, all right then. (laughs) <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean, right? Like, but that's yeah, kind yeah. of all it takes. Because I know this is such a British thing to say. Like, me of like <laughs> ten years ago, fifteen years ago, or whatever, that would have been enough for me to go download. Yeah. It. Just, just John yeah. saying, I use it every day. It was like, well, it must be good then if John uses it every day. Yep, couldn't agree more. No, it's it's so true, and it was so great. How are you feeling? Uh so good. I'm feeling good. Um, I am. I've been, I knew, you know, we were going to record, I knew we were going to talk about this and I've been thinking about like, how do I verbalize where my headspace is right Mm -hmm. now? And I don't, I don't know if I have a really good answer, like summary for where I am in short. I mean, I'm good. I am very happy that it's out. I'm very relieved that it's out because this has been, you know, a singular focus of my life for, like I said, about six months now. Um, I'm extremely thankful and proud if I'm honest that there don't seem to be any like show stopping. Oh, you idiot. Why didn't you kind of bugs or issues? You know what I mean? There's definitely some town, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there are definitely things that I wish I had done. There's a few things that I consider kind of silly misses that, that I should have realized, you know, during the beta process, but in the grand scheme of things, there's nothing that I can point to and be like, I am a darn fool and it's because of this bug or this, you know, missing feature or whatever, whatever, whatever. And especially since this is my first time doing anything that's a subscription, I was very nervous that I would have screwed that up. And it seems so far anyway, you know, it's only a day in, but it seems so far that I haven't screwed that up. And so I'm really, really thankful and proud that that's the case. Um, the, the The reception has been really, really good in terms of you know, people telling me that they like the app. There's a couple of people who grumbled about subscriptions, which is to be expected. There's a couple of people who've said, eh, you know, it's not for me, which is expected. But by and large, people seem to really, really like it. And and I'm glad and I'm happy and I'm proud that that's the case. Yeah, my only concern for you, right? So like, this is the best app you've ever made. Like, easy. Just like, easy. It's just looks the best, works the best. The idea is the smartest, although I'll always pull one out for Vignette because I just think that was such a smart idea, but it needed yeah. you to do something that you didn't, weren't willing to do, which I understand, which was yep. you needed to break your promise, right? Like, 
yeah, and, yep, you know, yep. start integrating with APIs and all that kind of stuff. Like that was the way to take that app to its next level. And it just wasn't the type of app you want to make, which is fine. We've all been there, right? Like start yep. a creative project. It starts going somewhere else. And you decide this isn't the thing I wanted to do. So you, you, you put it on the side of the road. But this is like, it's inspired. It looks excellent. Like it works fantastically. Like you spent a lot of time polishing it and like dealing with the requests of people like me, right? Where I'm like, if you just change this tiny anime, you know, like that kind of stuff and you really mm -hmm. put the time in that, you created a smart business model uh, or at least listened to your friends who recommended <laughs> smart business models to you. But you again, but it's the same thing of like, you took all of the recommendations you had from people, which I'm sure everybody had their own opinion about how you they should did. run the business model. But I think you came up with like a really good way of doing it, right? That you get 20 free searches and then it's a uh, annual or monthly subscription, depending on, right? You do an annual, you do a monthly version, right? Yeah, there it's it's for for Americans it's a dollar a month or nine dollars a year, which yeah. I think is extremely affordable. Nine dollars a year is an easy one for this. Yeah, yeah, you can optionally go in if, as you're going through like the purchase flow. There's a there's a little spot that says more purchase options, and I and I deliberately do not try to upsell you on this. But if you're the kind of person who enjoys my work and maybe listens to this very program, as you're going through the flow, you can go more purchase options, and then you can choose to pay either twenty or fifty dollars a year. Mm -hmm. You get no other perks by doing that other than my undying love. But um, I wanted to have kind of sort of a tip jar, um, yeah. but but it it's not something that I am. I am actively upselling users on. It's not part of the business model. It's not the business exactly. model, right? It's just an extra. Mm -hmm. Like it is like yep. the tip jars, or the, you know, like tip jars for icons or whatever, which by the way, by the way, Casey Liss, I just had that thought. You could do a bunch of cool icons for this app. Yeah, I haven't spoken right? to Jelly about this yet, but- uh, You could our... do loads for this application. Yep, I really can. And right? uh, I haven't spoken to Jelly about it, but I'm debating- if as, you know, a, a perk for just anyone who subscribes, I don't think I'm going to gate it behind, you know, the super ultra mega subscriptions. No, you got to you got to add this stuff. Like these are all value adds for subscriptions in general, right? Yeah. So um, so I was going to talk to Jelly about just doing different cuts of the same icon, but with different, you know, director and movies on them because the icon uh, maybe it'll yeah. be the show art, maybe not. But the icon is a clapperboard or whatever it's called that you would see, you know, three, two, one, take, click. Um, and it's it says, you know, the Hunt for Red October with a magnifying glass over it. Director John McTiernan, date 4-5-1990. Um, and so I've, I've been thinking about for like a bunch of really popular movies, like maybe all the Star Wars or something like that, maybe mm -hmm. the Lord of the Rings, you know, having Jelly do something similar. You got to do different colors, though, because like it's hard to read the text, right? But like you could also just do completely different things in general, right? That like mm -hmm. I think of like uh, like the Apollo model, right? Where it's just like this is yep, just yep, like yep. it's this, it's a similar idea, but just styled so incredibly differently. Like, but that's like it feels like this would be a good app for that, right? Where you yeah, could definitely. have a bunch of really like and again it's like if the subscription takes off then you get the affordability to be able to do more of this and i think that that kind of stuff and i think it, it was one of the key selling points of apollo like i think that it works if you you know can bring a bunch of people in have them make some cool interpretations of what an icon could look like for the app but we're getting off course now anyway but like I don't really remember what I was saying now because we've gone down a rabbit <laughs> hole but like the, the business model is good you took advice on that like i i you know, ah, that was it. So I think you've done everything right. But like the only question that we had, right, me and you talking about it before, and it's still, we still don't know the answer to this, is like, how many people actually do this? Like me and you do it, right? Do it all the time. Like watching something on TV yep. and you want to yeah, yep. know more information about it. But like, is this the thing that like a thousand, 
10,000, 100, a million, a billion? Like who, how many people are actually doing this? That to me feels like the only gating factor for the application success is like, is this a common enough use case that you can make an app out of it? Yeah, agreed. And on top of that, the other tough thing is, is that I'm competing with free. Yeah, you're competing with Google. Yeah, that's also true. You know, yeah. the IMDb app is a pile of garbage, but it's free. Google is free. Wikipedia is free. And I genuinely believe, and uh, with an honest heart, that this that that call sheet is a much better way of mm-hmm. accomplishing the same things you would accomplish on Google or, or IMDb or whatever. But those ways are free, and this way isn't. Now, let's be honest. A dollar a, a, a month is effectively free. I probably should be charging more if I'm honest, but I really wanted to no. at least start with, no. you know, Something something simple and easy. You're like, hey, look, you're back into Mike and Casey talk about business models again. <laughs> yeah, well, you know? we don't need to go down that path. But just remember, like yesterday as a celebratory lunch for myself, I went to our local Shake Shack, which we talked about on this very program a month or two back, and I got myself, well, I got the family, you know, a meal from Shake Shack, and it ended up that I took it to go, but I was going through the motions of, you know, getting an order ready to eat in store. And it just so happens that I noticed that to get a fountain soda at Shake Shack in Richmond, Virginia, was $3 and change. $3. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Look, look we can have, the, me I know, you can have I this know. conversation until we're blue in the face. It does not matter what the value is. Like, I, you know, I have like a real problem with this idea of like, it's just the price of a coffee. It's like, no, no. It doesn't work like that. Like people don't, people <laughs> do not right. actually think that way. There are like implied economies in everything in the world. And unfortunately, software developers, I'm pouring one out for you. You know, my heart goes out to you. Your economy is considered to be free. And you have to fight against free, right? That like no, you're right. the world at large believe that software shouldn't cost anything. And you that's your starting point, right? Your your yeah, starting yeah, yeah. point is people don't want to pay you. And you have to then try and convince them to pay you. So coming in and being like, it's ten dollars a month because like it's worth that, which I would pay that. No one else is going to pay that. So you may as well pay a dollar a month and move sure. on from there. Like saying it costs the price of a soda, like it's more expensive to buy X or it's, it's you know, how much money a month do you spend on Y? No one can, nobody except software developers or people that care about software are doing those calculations for apps. Like it just doesn't yeah, happen. It just, it's unfortunate, but it just doesn't happen. Right. But no, it's I like, but we all have things that work in the inverse, right? That like an uh, an ATP subscription is about the price of Netflix. Yeah. Right? And like that's the thing that people levy to us as a complaint. I understand that. But you do well in it. We do well in our subscriptions. It's like it's about what people are willing to pay for. Content is a thing that people are more willing to pay for than apps. Can't tell you why, Casey. It's just what it is, right? Like no, there yeah. are these inbuilt like economies for all of this stuff. And you kind of just have to to deal with the hand that you're given. And like, if you want to be a developer, you have to get used to people just don't want to pay you. <laughs> and then you're <laughs> now working against that. It's a shame. It is a shame. But like, it is... The, the kind of the unfortunate thing about it is like, it was biz, the businesses making apps that made this happen. But it's not your fault. But like, yeah. it didn't have to go this way. It's just the way it went. But now the push is subscriptions, right? So like now we're getting more and more use of subscriptions. And if we can actually get subscriptions to make sense, everybody wins because it is a better way to do business. 
Oh, it absolutely is. And you know this probably even better than me because you're doing, you know, both subscriptions and physical goods and, mm-hmm. and, and so on and so forth. But, but yeah, so th- that's the the tricky thing about doing a subscription uh, model is that, you know, I chose to, and I, I stand by it, but I chose to give all the subscriptions a one week free trial, which is great. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But I haven't earned anything yet as per Apple because everyone's still on a free trial. So I don't have a good view as to how successful it is. I have some very, very rudimentary analytics and I don't think I did the greatest job of, um, of, uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but like orchestrating and, and annotating when, you know, sales have happened and so on and so forth, which is a Casey problem. Um, and obviously none, none of this really counts until Apple says so, but the res- the response has been good for sure, I'm not overjoyed by it, but it's also the sort of thing where I think this thing might be a little bit of a slow burn. I don't think it's going to be quite like other apps I've written where it's going to be kind of all at once or not at all. Um, I hope that with word of mouth, you know, this one really takes off. And I was thinking about it earlier, you know, my other apps, even though I, I'm proud of them and I'm glad that I have written them and I'm glad they're on the store with the exception of Vignette, um, the other apps are more niche. And I think you've said this to me many times and said it on the show, I think as well, is that those apps are more niche. And this is to a degree as well. But I was thinking about it, you know, almost every human being I know watches TV and or movies from time to time. Now they may not watch enough or care enough to have call sheet on their phone, but almost everyone watches TV or movies. So my addressable Mm -hmm. market is pretty, pretty big. And I'm hopeful that I address a lot of that market. This episode of Analog is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, which is why it's America's number one meal kit. Fall is around the corner, and HelloFresh is here to help you plan for the busy season ahead with tasty dishes delivered straight to your door. Simply choose your recipes and pick your delivery date, then lay back and enjoy the last days of summer knowing that dinner is covered. Does it seem like your family's hungry, like, all of the time, you can also add snacks and sides and more to your weekly HelloFresh order. Just simply shop HelloFresh Market and take your pick from a curated selection of over 100 add-on items. Because like, look, what we know HelloFresh for is their meals, right? So you go and you go in and check what meals you want from their awesome options and everything is sent to you in pre-portioned ingredients with the easy step-by-step recipes delivered straight to your door. But they also have all these extras too. So you can actually make your HelloFresh order part of your like just general grocery shopping as well we've used hellofresh for years in the hurley household uh i will say this and it's true hellofresh taught me how to cook i learned a bunch of uh, recipes which we still sometimes reuse some of them while we're also adding new ones into our rotation uh, but it taught me some very basics that were just very helpful for me with cooking anything and it did this because their instructions are so simple and so clear Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Analog and use the code 50Analog and you will get 50% off plus free shipping. That is H-E-L-L-O-F-R-E-S-H.com slash 50Analog and use the code 50Analog for 50% off plus free shipping. You will find links in the show notes too. Please go there right now. Check it out for yourself. This is a fantastic deal. I love HelloFresh, and I believe you will too. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Our thanks to HelloFresh for their support of this show and Relay FM. Uh, so I wanted to just pick up on one thing that you were just talking about, mm-hmm. about like 
the fact that this is a subscription and that you offer annuals means you've kind of got to stick to this for a year, <laughs> right? You have to stick yes. to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And I, I mean, I like that for you, right? That you kind of don't have a choice uh, in a way. I think it's helpful. I think it's good, like, because before you put the app out into the world, you're like, you've got to have a plan, right? Like, I'm going to look at it and like advance it. And I'm sure you have some features that could be interesting to add, but you will be doing this app for at least a year, kind of, I feel like no matter what, which I also think is good because you're going to give it a real biggest chance it possibly can have to succeed. Yeah, yeah. And it it was a weird feeling for me yesterday. And it's funny you bring this up because yesterday I saw, I sat and I thought to myself, you know, okay, well now what? And the obvious answer is, you know, bug fixes and, and whatever and, and so on and so forth and, and enhancements. But it occurred to me like now what is you keep working on this app. Like not that the other apps I just threw across the, the, the fence and walked away, but this one, I am, to your point, compelled to stick with it. And I don't, that's not a bad thing. I'm excited. I have lots of features that I'd love to do. I have something like 40 or 50 GitHub issues, you know, tickets, if you will, uh, that are like features that I think I want to do and stuff like that. But, well, some of them are, bu are bugs, but most of them are features. And, uh, and so, yeah, I'm excited to continue to work on this. Um, and, and that's an odd feeling because... In the past, I've had maybe one or two features that I've wanted to do once something's out, and then that's basically it. The app's done, and that is not the case here. And I'm I'm really really excited, and I'm really looking forward to I guess a week from now or thereabouts in seeing. Okay, well, how much how much how many subscriptions have I you know started have have happened? How much money? So have you I made? don't is know this... anything right now. Well, so I can look at my analytics and I can see how many you know daily active users I have. I do have a signal, as it's called in the analytics package I'm using, that's you know that I've sent for when a purchase is complete. So, hypothetically, I have a thumb in the wind number for how many subscriptions I have. How does the thumb in the wind number make you feel? Um, good, definitely good. Not overjoyed, but okay. Good. Let me. Like, can you compare it to any other app that you've done? So, if you were to get a rough a dollar amount based on this, which I'm not going to share the dollar amount, but if you were to give $1. a rough dollar amount, it, it is $1, which did you know is, <laughs> is one third of a fountain, <laughs> one third of a fountain drink at a Shake Shack as it turns out. But, um, and then but Apple no, takes it, its cut. You and then Apple left. takes its cut. So my, my thumb in the wind math based on the already thumb in the wind uh, analytics is that it will have earned in this first you know year anyway, um, about the same as Vignette did, which is great because Vignette is oh, far and away Casey, the most successful app I've my had. So Casey Liss, if I could reach through this Zoom call, <laughs> I would be wringing your neck. Well, no, no, no. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I, I agree with everything you just said. I, the thing that gives me so much pause, though, is I don't know if that's really true. So I don't want to really believe it's you true. You should right? be I, happy. You should be no, just just straight up happy. You don't sound well, happy. Well, because because I'm scared that I'm that I'm I'm showing myself like oh I've okay. won, I've made eight million dollars and and I've really made eight dollars you know or whatever the case may be and so that's why I'm I'm pumping the brakes. But it's at least telling you. Wait, so when you say vignette did in what time frame? In the lifetime of vignette, but it was all in one glob at the front. So. It was You're like one worst. or two. You're the worst. It was one or two checks that were incredible, <laughs> and then that was it. Um, yeah, but, but but again, yeah, but if this <laughs> is day one, 
Well, sure, but I don't know if this is real. Like, if it is real, then yes, I'm overjoyed. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because even if it's within 50%, right? That is an incredible success. Well, yes and no. So, um, uh, so I'm not going to tell numbers, but to give a, to get a little more specific, this is six months of my life, and this is less than six months of my wage. Does that make sense? But it doesn't matter because this is a long term business. Well, and that's that's the hope, and and that's what I'm well, hoping is that no, it's at least a year, right? Like it's at well, least right, right. Yeah, a no, year, but, right? That you'll no, be I'm working hope, on this. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. This no, is no, supposed definitely. to be a long term business. Where, like, look, I've had this before, right? And I'm having this now with Cortex Brand, right? That like. We need to, and I'm not trying to make this a privilege conversation, right? Like, it sounds the same and you could take it the same, but it's not kind of not what I'm getting at, which is that, like, our businesses here are shaped differently because we are, like, at least to a portion of the world, influencers. So, like, mm. a regular direct-to-consumer business, like my Cortex brand business is, right? When they start out, they don't have any customers, <laughs> right? Right. You right. begin and then there's no customers. And you have to spend time building a customer base, right? But the thing with Cortex Brand is, well, we started and we have a large podcast audience and we could tell them. And then we also have an astronomical YouTube audience with Gray and we can mm -hmm. tell them. But the things that we are still kind of dipping our toe in the water are like, and the things we haven't done are all of the ways that regular direct-to-consumer businesses try to find customers, right? Like, right advertising and all that kind of stuff. Like those are all the, the like the keys that you still have to turn. Like how does an independent app developer get their product in front of people? You you can do all of those still. <laughs> yes. And and I obviously I am, you know, doing as much as I can as I can of a press tour and I've also started thinking, you know, I should probably start looking at I don't know, like Instagram ads or app store ads, or I, as somebody pointed out to me, I don't recall who it was offhand, but somebody pointed out to me that there's extremely affordable, like also extremely brief ads that you can put on the flop house where they read like a sentence or two. And that's that yeah. I might do that just to yes. try it. You know? Oh my gosh, Casey. Yes. Yes. So that is perfect. Oh my God. You need to sponsor movie podcasts. Right. Exactly. The incomparable, now, give Jason some money. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, no, this is genius. Cause I mean, I was going to say buy ads in the IMDb app. But like, <laughs> I think my, if I was you, right, I would take most of the money you're making right now and put it into advertising. Yeah. Because I know that that's a smart not, thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like yeah. not all of it, but you know, but like you have a successful business, right. Already which is fine, and it's paying for mm -hmm. your life, right? Mm -hmm. This is like, you know, we spoke about this a bunch in the show. Being a developer is something that you want to be, like, considered part of who you are. Yeah, but to yeah, do yeah. that, you need an ongoing successful application, right? Like, yeah. you've had ongoing apps, you've had successful apps, but they weren't ongoing. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you've, but yeah, definitely. this could be that. So why not use, like this time and this money to like help you get a push. Yeah. You know, I, as, as obvious as what you're saying is, I actually hadn't really thought about doing exactly that. And you make a tremendous amount of sense. And I, and I think I will and should do exactly that. Oh my God. Podcast movie, podcast ads. Casey, this is friggin' genius. You're, you are a genius. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how affordable this is. I mean, I, I presume, uh, Jason might be able to, you know, get me an okay deal, but, yeah. um, 
but yeah, you know, I need to look at you know the 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 flop house like I think I realistically called, like a billboard or whatever you you, you want to get out to like maybe shows outside of our realm. I mean, you should yeah, you should sponsor a couple of those incomparable. Like, why not? Like, but like you go out and like look at stuff like the flop house. Go out and look at like shows on the ringer and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. you can go out and look at these like um these like things like megaphone you know like you've heard of these kinds of technology where like it's the dai stuff right yeah, yeah um yeah. but you can like they can match you up with the sh- types of shows although i would recommend that you take recommendations from listeners or from friends of like mm-hmm. what are the good shows about tvs and movies like the stuff you enjoy and then yeah. go for that and like the flop house is like it's like perfect that's like a starting point um and like that i think is like a really good way of like I mean, look, we obviously know that this works, right? Podcast advertising. Yeah, for sure. Right? And so, like, you can go out and get it. Like, I mean, it's funny you've been saying, like, I've been trying to think about, like, how to get, like, Cortex products like this. Like, what what are the areas for us to go down of, like, more standard, what, what I consider standard advertising? But I'm just not sure yet of, like, what's the right fit. But it's, this is, like, a very easy fit for you of, like, oh, anything that talks about like people that people that are listening to a podcast about movies. <laughs> they care about movies, which means they're probably going to want it. It's just smart. Yeah. I, you know, there's this uh, show that I've heard really good things about that I need to give a shot to. It's called uh, Downstream, I believe it's called. I should see if they take I know someone on show. who can you, help you, you out. It's oh, not good, me. good, good. <laughs> I was going to make that joke, but I, I figured it was not you anymore. Uh, but yeah, I should I should talk to that someone and see if uh, see if they can set me up with some, something on there too. But um, nevertheless, I am I know so I, I I shouldn't pump the brakes as much as I have, and you're right to call me out on it. I you should be I proud of yourself. I am, and I am proud of myself, and I am overjoyed. And the thing that that makes me extremely happy about this is that hypothetically, this isn't a one and done like Vignette was. Like in a year, I'm going to get. In theory, another infusion of cash. And that, that is exciting. Well, this is, so this is what I hope. <laughs> you, wait, do you have annual for ATP? Uh, yeah, but I don't think it's any discounted rate. But yes, we do. Right. Because this is what, I have learned the value in subscriptions. And like, especially like the annual ones. Like mm-hmm. we get, uh, like uh, for, for some, like for upgrade Cortex Connected, essentially, I feel like I get a bonus once a year. Right, all the exactly. annual subscriptions renewing, mm-hmm. which is just like a lovely thing that happens along with the monthly people that we have. Thank you for being yep, a member. Yep, yep. And that's it's kind of a great thing to have like this kind of business. And then you know you talk to people like Underscore, and it's possible to work out what your like average rate is, no matter what, right? And you can mm-hmm. do a bunch of. He has that that app that he made, which is like that. Do you remember that? Like he made that little like app for himself. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah, the yeah, name yeah, of yeah. it now, but it had like a really funny name. I'll find there's an episode of Under Radar about it. I'll put it in the show notes where you can plug all this information in. And you can kind of work out what your rates are going to be like on a monthly, like in your churn and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the business, you know, and uh, I'm so I've got to tell you, this is the best news. The best news I've had all day was you telling me this compared to vignette. That is the best possible news that I could have could have heard. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really I, I again, I know I sounded like depressed. I shouldn't have. And I, I'm I'm sorry for that. I, I am very excited about it. I'm just so scared to be like, yeah, I'm rich, baby. And then no, but it's not, wait, it, you know. But you don't also don't have to, you know, you could just like what you can look at is like, this is 
the beginning of like a business. You know, I'm glad you said that because that is a perfect summary. And I think that unquestionably, if, well, assuming my numbers are even in the vicinity of, of real, and again, I won't know that, I, I presume, for a week. But, but uh, so, like, if there's 50% of what you think it is, it's, this, is a, this is a start of a very, very good business. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing that, that I am genuinely, extremely, extremely excited for, that this feels like it could be some sustainable money and, and a sustainable business for my family. And not to, you know, open the kimono, but so much, but, you know, the overwhelming majority of the list family income is from ATP and that's fine. I'm extremely lucky and so blessed that that is what I do for a living is talk to you and talk to my other friends and get to make money from that. I I am, I I will, I will never be appreciative enough that that is how I make my living. Mm -hmm. But it's also scary that if something happens with ATP, if we decide we hate each other, if somebody you know, falls ill or something like that. Well, I'm, I'm screwed. Got to diversify, <laughs> I mean, baby. And that's the thing is that, you know, it's so much of what I'm doing as a developer. Not only is it because I want to do this sort of thing and because I feel a kind of need to do this sort of thing just internally, but beyond that, it's exactly what you said. I need to diversify and I need to have income that is not just, that is not riding on Marco, John and myself and you all being alive, healthy, well, and, and friendly. You know? I, appreciate, so, I, I appreciate you throwing me in that bucket. It's, of course, of going, course. You know? uh, but, uh, but yeah, so if, if, this, if, the numbers, if the numbers are real, then I'm real happy. If the numbers are 50% of real, I'm happy. And if they're, if they're more than real, I'm overjoyed. Like if it's, if it's more than I think, then I'm mm-hmm. freaking overjoyed. But uh, again, I'm just, I'm so, I, I really just don't want to count my chickens in, in, internally, leaving, leaving aside. Yeah, because things can go wrong, da- the data can be wrong. But yep, all, exactly. all this is, though, is to me, if, like, if you ignore the numbers, it's just an indication that it's been a success, right? That like it started strong. And like yeah, that's kind yeah, of yeah. all you need. And then you can go out from there and you can, you can start turning all the levers and like trying to, to make it a thing. But you want to make sure that like, it's good at the beginning, right? That like people understand it and they get it and it's like a proof of concept success, you know? That like people are like, they buy into what you've made. Like they look at the screenshots mm-hmm. and yeah, they're like, definitely. yeah, that looks good, I want this. Or, I mean, realistically, actually, oh, it's even more than that, isn't it? These people have downloaded and used the app and then have decided they wanted to pay for it. Like that's right. That's the best thing, right? That's, that, that is actually kind of like the benefit of a subscription for you, right? If you've charged it for it, then people might not use it or whatever. But this, they've, like, they've downloaded it, done a couple of searches, and they're like, this thing's worth my money. It's like you can't get a better like, indication of a successful product than that. Yeah. And, and by the way, quick aside, I should have said so earlier, um, but in, as with every other app I've done, um, so I, I am terrible at Photoshop. I'm, I'm useless at it. And I asked my friend, Steve, who has been brought up many times on the show to go ahead and create the screenshots really for me. Good screenshots. Um, they are very good, good mm-hmm. but I have gotten so much feedback about some of the text that Steve put on there. I had nothing to do with that, but the my favorite of all, the fast and the curious is, like, the curious oh my is God. so good. Yeah, it absolutely so- top tier. Top tier joke. Oh, yep. I love it. 
the fast and the curious like that should be the way you sell the application right <laughs> like that is like oh that because that's what it is oh it's it's fantastic it's fantastic i'm tentatively very very enthusiastic i'm not i don't want to count my chickens i'm not actually rich if this does land but i am certainly a lot more comfortable than i was which is great and and I'm being already in a pretty comfortable spot that makes it even better. So, so all Sonos speakers for me, baby. That's my that's my uh, bonus from from me to me is is all the Sonos speakers three per room. Why not? Um, but anyways, but yeah, I, I'm really really excited about it. I'm really I'm really hopeful for the future. I think I have a couple of uh, different ideas for features that are really great. Another thing that was really amazing um, was. I think the thing that I'm most proud of, other than you know the the, the app and the, and the spoiler stuff, is I'm really proud of, if I'm honest, uh, of tying test flight access to ATP membership. Smart which idea. on the surface was a little slimy, but I stand by it because I didn't slimy have to do that. It. Well, you know, you got to pay me to get early access. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like if you're paying, I always say it, it's like if you're paying, you get it. Like I think mm-hmm. it's yeah, you know, it's just like whatever. Well, and so that juiced our numbers on ATP a bit, which was, it was which was incredible, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, but it ended up, I thought, you know, oh, I'll I'll have you know a few people that'll actually use it, and I'll get some feedback, and maybe it'll be good, maybe it won't. But one of the incredible things about having a large audience in test flight, you know, much more than the 40 or 50 people that I added deliberately myself, is that when you have a big, big, big audience, you start to suss out like maybe not trends isn't the word I'm looking for, but like common themes, right? And so as an example of this, for most of the lifetime of call sheet before it was released, it used a standard top-mounted search bar. And you made brief mention of this earlier. And everybody, Mike, everybody said to me, you've got to put it at the bottom. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to. And I resisted and I didn't want to, and I didn't want to. And eventually I put it at the bottom and, Turns out everyone was right. So. It's nicer. That's why Apple put the search bars down there more and more these days, right? Like Exactly. It, it is actually like, because phones are getting bigger, it's better to have important UI down the bottom. And like the most important yep. UI in call sheet is the search box. Yep. It's, it's exactly it. It's the thing, right? Like it is the thing. It's where you start. It's where you continue from in a lot of cases. Like, it's the most important thing. And so like putting it right there, like right above the keyboard, it's like, yeah, it's very good. Very, very good. Yep. Um, so so having the having the test flight users was great. And here coming back to giving a crap, like listening to them. I know that sounds dumb. And obviously there's some amount of choice to what do what do you listen to? What's you know, what's the noise and what's the the real signal? But listening to the test flight users made this app way better. And I mean that both the people like yourself that I deliberately added to the test flight, but also the ATP uh, members. I'm really thankful that I chose that path for this app. And I think if there is another app, which sitting here now, I have zero plans for that. But if there is another app, um, I plan to go that route again. And uh, Ramon in the chat is asking, will I be updating the beta in the test flight? My Current expectation is no, I will not. Um, I think that's that's a one and done just for before release, but we'll see. If you have a like a big thing that you want exactly. people to test, but by yep. the way, Casey, you make one app, mm. all right? How about that? You just make one app for a while and we focus <laughs> on that. We don't need a new app. This is like, uh, I always say this to underscore like 
you got a new feature put it in widget smith don't make a new app and I, he's he knows this himself he says it to me but like i i always like it's i i say this to a lot of people i work with now I and mean, this comes from me doing too many things for too long like just try and find ways to put the things inside of the things you're already doing and don't do new <laughs> things yeah, don't yeah. don't split attention like just you should just be focused for the next 12 months on one app and it's called call sheet you can keep yeah. making it better and better. I want widgets, Casey. Give me some. You widgets. know, I, I've heard a little bit of talk about this, and we can take this, you know, offline or talk about mm-hmm. it another time. But I, I'm not opposed to it at all. I'm just unsure what the right answer is for that. We, we we've gone on long enough. We can talk about that another time. But I'm not. I, I want to know from you and from whomever. You know, what widgets do you want? And and maybe I can build them. I want widgets with my pin things. I want w- a widget to suggest stuff to me. You know. Hmm, interesting. All right, we'll talk. You should make, you know, also like make shared things. Like, you know, like, like I want Core Sheet to be where I like save all the movies and TV that I want to watch. But like, I know you have the pin stuff, but like more, you know, like if you really like was like, oh, I'm going to do that too, you know, like really go yeah. for it. Just like it should be like the home for everything related to TVs and TV and movies in my life. Like, why not? Yeah, I mean, you're you're not wrong, and that would be the ultimate goal. It's just a matter of you know, can Let's I get can video I do games it? in there, Casey? Where's my video games? Uh, you know, you're not the first person to ask about that. I need the movie database to start tracking it or find it. There are other databases. That, uh, well, maybe I should look into that then. Yeah, that's this is what I'm saying. Like, look, one app, right? You make yeah, one yeah, app, yeah, definitely put yeah. as much as you can in the one app, and then people will be happy about the subscription, and you'll get more people. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm right there with you. But, you know, you've put a bunch of notes, uh, a bunch of questions in the, in the private show notes and uh, just to you know, kind of lightning round them, um, you know, any goals for the app? I think in a perfect world, I would love to have enough sustainable income from this that I didn't need to freak out if podcasting disappeared. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's realistic, but that that would be my amazing ultimate goal was, you know, oh, ATP goes away. Obviously, my my financial situation would would take a drastic change, but I would love for this to be enough to support my family in and of itself. Does that, uh-huh. you know what I mean? So I don't know if that's realistic sitting here now. It doesn't seem terribly realistic, but it could happen, especially if I pump a bunch of advertising into it, you know, and so on and so forth. Well, but it's like a time frame, right? Like who knows? Could be. Yeah, exactly. Right? So we'll see what happens. Um, but what's next? Um, I have a, just tremendous pile of email that I need to go through. Mm. I tend to, my inbox tends to be at about 10 ish messages that, you know, are things that I haven't quite taken care of. Uh, it's currently sitting at 73, 14 of which are unread in the last literally hour and a half that we've been talking, uh, which is great, but now I need to sift through it and take action on it. I need to go through the other set, you know, 70 or 65 or whatever it is that, that I haven't taken action on and, you know, set myself, uh, tickets in GitHub to, to take care of. Um, but for now, I honestly, as much as it didn't sound like it earlier, I'm just kind of basking in it. I'm really incredibly proud and overjoyed that the reception has been pretty much universally positive. You know, it doesn't necessarily leaving the money out of it for a minute. I haven't had a lot of people say this app sucks. Like I've seen a couple of those, but that's basically zero. That's makes no difference to zero. They suck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been an incredible, incredible launch and, and I'm really proud of the work I've put in and I'm proud of the product and I'm proud of the app and I'm proud that people that I give a crap about, you know, you, Steven Gruber, you know, all of these people, people that I respect 
are saying this is good work. And, mm-hmm. and I'm really, really excited and proud of that. And I think partly because this is, this is not just a toy. Not that I thought that vignette was a toy and I don't think that peak of view or masquerade are toys, but they're kind of single use things, you know, where it's, you use it once, maybe every once in a while. And that's that, um, this is a honest to goodness, like fully fledged app that you can return to literally every day. Like Ruber said, and I'm proud that I have gotten this one over the finish line, you know, that I've done something that I think isn't the same as Overcast, but I think is in the same universe. I don't think Masquerade and, and Peak of You are in the same universe, really, as, as Overcast, as an example. But I think this is in the same universe, maybe not here, but in the same universe. And I'm proud of that. And I'm really, really proud of the work I put into it. Yeah. in that it is a good app that people want to use. Like, Yeah. And that's, that's about all you can ask. That's for, what you've right? got to go for. That's the beginning of something. Yep. And I'm proud of you. I think you've done a really good job. Well, thank you. And I'm, I'm, I appreciate I'm proud it. of the decisions that you've made. I'm proud that you haven't just done what people have told you, but you've been taking input from people and you've created something really good at the end of it. And now I'm just going to be on your butt about keeping it going and keeping positive. And yes, please. Yes, please. That's I'll do and tell your you. friends. If you're listening to this, tell your friends. Yeah. I would love it if you told tell your, your friends. friends. Well, please first, get you. it yourself and then tell your friends. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This episode is brought to you by FitBod. When you're wanting to change your fitness level, it can be hard to know how to get started, which is why I'm pleased to let you know that FitBod is both an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan that is just for you. Everyone has their own fitness path, which is why FitBod uses data to make sure they customize things to suit you. They use a powerful algorithm to learn about you, your goals, and your training ability to create a custom dynamic program based on your experience and any equipment that you have. This is all kept inside of an app that makes it super easy to learn and how to perform every exercise. Superior results are achieved when a workout program is tailored to your unique body experience, environment, and goals. Your muscles improve when they work in concert with the entire musculoskeletal system, so overworking some muscles while underworking others can negatively impact your results. This is why FitBod tracks muscle fatigue and recovery to design a well-balanced workout routine that is for you. That's so important. It's important to me when I was looking to improve my fitness. Finding FitBod was awesome because I felt like I was having a program that worked with me. Like they would recommend exercises, I would do it, and the exercises would change. And it would do that because it knows how to balance things. They keep things balanced so you're not overworking or underworking anything. Uh, I also liked that it was varied. It wasn't just the same set of exercises every day. I find that kind of thing boring. I like a bit of variation. But with variation comes newness. And for me, I want to feel confident in the exercises that I'm doing, which is why their video tutorials are so helpful. They have over 1,400 of them shot from multiple angles to make sure that learning every exercise is a breeze. They also have a bunch of awesome features like keeping track of achievements and personal bests. It integrates with your Apple Watch, Wear OS smartwatch, and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive. FitBod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. But you can get 25% off your membership by signing up today at fitbod.me slash analog. So go now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash analog. There's F-I-T-B-O-D dot me slash analog and you'll get 25% off. A thanks to FitBod for their support of this show and Relay FM. How do you want to finish out today's episode? Because we understandably went long on call sheet. What calls to mm. you today? Oh, no pun intended. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, I am happy to do whatever. I spoke a lot for the last mm-hmm. little bit. So do you want to cover your renovations? I feel no, like that's we can good. talk we can... about that later on because it's an ongoing process, right? So we'll, oh, we'll come right. back to the renovations maybe next time. All right, then. Should we do our recommendations? 
Let's do that. That sounds excellent. I, I don't have that many, actually, but and neither of us do. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear about yours. Tell me about this. So there's this app that I like. It's called Call Sheet. <laughs> I appreciate that. Out. No, but I do. I have another. I have another that I forgot to put in here. I have a game, an iOS game recommendation. Oh, it's called okay. uh, Coffee Golf. Coffee Golf. Coffee Golf. C O F E space Golf. It's a game, uh-huh. and it is like a cof- It's a cof- It's like a golf game, but with Wordle ideas. So every day there is a new course. You oh, play the course, so it's very simple, and then you get a score at the end that you can share with people. Is the course one hole or like 18 holes? It's or? like six. Five or oh, six. that's very, very clever. It's a really fun little game. Uh, this was recommended to me on th- on threads, and I played it, and I've been really, really been enjoying it. It's a very fun little game, and it's uh, it's free, but you can pay to get multiple chances at the same holes you're like if you're if you're on free you get one round and whatever your uh-huh. score is is what your score is if you want to redo it you can watch ads or you can pay one time and you can play ho- like the holes as much as you like oh that's right so i played clever. for a few days i was like i really like this i got the in uh, subscription like i paid the fee or whatever and now i'm like i'm on it's a fantastic little game i've really been enjoying it it's like just one of those little things i've got like five minutes in a day and i'll just break out coffee golf and i'll just play around it's really fun i was gonna ask you so about five ish minutes give or take yeah that's very good it's a good little game it's a very very good little game really quickly before your next recommendation are you playing connections out of curiosity what is that with this it's another word game from the new york times um oh and it it it's they give you a grid of i think it's 16 words and what you need to do is create four groups of four it's it's frustrating but very 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 fun uh that's that's an unofficial official recommendation for me so uh we we can include that in the show notes as well it's a very huh. very similar in spirit to to wordle even though the execution is very mom. different so uh, did I tell you about this? So my mom got into Wordle, right? Like everybody else. I did. feel like you said this on a show. I don't think we were talking privately. I feel like I heard about this somewhere though. And then she, uh, she wanted to keep playing it, and then it got bought by the New York Times. So she went over and did that, right? And then she was also playing like one of their other games or something, or like, or she was interested in one of their other games. So I just pay for a New York Times game subscription for her now, so she mm-hmm. can play like Spelling Bee and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I've I've never heard of this one, and maybe this one hasn't gone around to me. Yeah, I've I've only heard a few people mention it, but it's 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 enjoyable. It's frustrating, but enjoyable, much like, much like Wordle. I don't. I'm looking at it right now, and I genuinely don't understand what this game is. <laughs> so, uh, spoilers, because I already played this one. What were uh, four? Okay, so um, the four four of the ones are Jack uh, Donkey. Um, Shoot, what were the other ones? Uh, fudge, I don't know. Oh, so what cribs. am I doing? I'm like, so you're so like, hold on. So, so you're clicking on Jack, Donkey, Cribs. Um, why? What were the other two? Because, oh, Catfish, and I forget the last one, but these are all MTV um, properties, they're MTV oh. shows. So, that's the group of four. Oh, it's like you have to work out the clue, exactly. But, but there's four different groups of four, right? So MTV shows was Catfish Cribs, Jack Donkey. Oh, and State. I don't remember that one. That one. But anyway, so if you click those four, you've now created the first group of four. Yeah, like I worked one out. Black Widow, Blade, Flash, and Storm are all superheroes. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, so that's the game. It's okay. uh, it's fun. Sorry for this spoiling this. We're listening live. 
it, it's weird but fun. And then you only get so many mistakes, and they have a Wordle similarly similar to Wordle um, way of like sharing your score and so on and so forth. So it's fun. Yeah, this is anyway. Your other I'm gonna your say other that, that's that's a little too big brain for me. I think <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Being honest, like I, I, it's just like that's a lot for my head. Uh, the bear. Is this oh. is the chef thing. Oh, Casey, what a show! Oh, fantastic! Just a fantastic TV show. We get it on uh, Disney Plus here because it's Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, just a superb, superb television show. Loved it. I don't really want to say too much about it. Like, I think the thing to understand about it is it's like, yes, it's about a chef and yes, it's about a kitchen, but really it's about relationships and mm-hmm. the way people work together. And it's just, it's just one of those like tense as all hell shows, right? Like that's its whole thing. Is it unhappy? Like, I'm not asking it to be actively happy, but is it unhappy? It's life, man. So Fair. like, okay. it's good and bad. Like, that's the kind of all I can really say about it. Like, it's not an unhappy show. It's not a happy show. It's just a show about somebody's life. And so that comes with everything that that might come with, you know? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right. For me, uh, with the aforementioned connections, uh, last night, ju- literally last night, Aaron and I started watching a show called Jury Duty. Are you Dude. familiar with this? Oh, we watched it all a few weeks ago. I'm annoyed that I didn't bring it to the show. Oh, see, this I'm is a show that through. like you can't spoil, like you shouldn't, like you can't really talk about it. The conceit, you you say what the conceit, you you understand the conceit of the show, right, from the first episode? Yes. So right in the very beginning, they they explain that it's a it, th- there's a trial happening in the L.A. area, and everyone associated with this trial is an actor except one person, mm-hmm. and that one person, it's like Truman Show style. That it's one Truman person show, yeah. has no idea yeah. what's going on. And, and included in the cast in the first season, I don't know if there's going to be more, but included in the cast of the first season is James Marston, who I know as Cyclops. Who is the goat in this show. My God. And so I'm only halfway through so far. We binged yeah. four episodes in the span of two hours last night. It is, it is such a dumb show, but a wonderful show. Yeah. It is so funny. It's so good. It is so good. Like, yep. if you watch The Truman Show... This is and you enjoy that movie, which why wouldn't you? This is required viewing because it's real. Yep. Yep. And also, like, so Dave in the chat is saying someone doesn't recommend James Marsden. No, James Marsden plays himself. Like, that's the point of it. There is Mm -hmm. one other actor in this who I've seen in a bunch of things. His name's Kirk Fox. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and he is playing a character, and I don't. They get a. I won't say, but like they don't, I, I think, I don't believe he's playing. Yeah, he's playing a character, which I thought was an odd choice. Maybe, I don't know. But yeah, James Marsden is playing himself and that is part of what is so fantastic about this show. And like, mm-hmm. I take my hat off to James Marsden for taking this role, but like it is a fantastic role from him. Like his performance is brilliant. But yeah, if you if you enjoy Truman Show, like this is just like, yeah, th- like this is the, the, an attempt. I won't say if it's successful or not. This is an attempt at Truman Show in real life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good, I, I strongly agree. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it today. We were planning to, but then we, we shelved it for, I guess, next month. But um, the List family went on a very long road trip uh, last week. That's partly why uh, this episode is, I think, a week later than it should have been. But anyways, um, we went from Richmond to northeastern Pennsylvania, actually right outside Scranton, where the office allegedly takes place. And then back again, uh, I'm not going to talk about it much right now because I think we'll talk about it in the future, but suffice to say, 
road trips, man. They're pretty cool. You know, once the kids were old enough that they can be in huh. the car without screaming bloody murder for Wait, hours on end, and and that they are there, so um, it was it was a lot of fun, and we'll probably talk about it next month. But road trips recommended.